0: You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: Hello and welcome into to the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you as the Atlanta Braves close out the regular season. We have reached the month of October and what happens next? Well, We're all going to find out together. The Braves are hoping for a long run through the postseason. We'll get to all of that. But first, you had to wrap up game number 162. The Braves had a little bit more history to make, and they did just that. Some of the members of this club, and most certainly a big record for this team when it comes to home runs. So lots of stuff to talk about. A 10-9 loss, unfortunately, to the Nationals. Not the note that the Braves wanted to end on, but a 104 win season. is pretty darn good. We'll get into all of the particulars of this game and, of course, take a look ahead to the NLDS, which is coming up next weekend. Before we do, though, remind you subscribe on YouTube We're right here to Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Make sure you click the bell and you'll get the notifications every time we drop a new episode. Make sure you leave us a comment and a like. We appreciate those and have all season long and will all throughout the postseason. And subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. JK, nice, I, I think, send off for the Braves when it comes to reminding us how powerful this lineup is. Unfortunately, and I think we knew this, they weren't going to manage the game quite the same way on the pitching side of things, but I thought it was kind of fun to see a little bit of history made on the home run front, and the man who was able to do it, well, that may be the comeback story of 2023.
0: Yeah, Marcelo Zun obviously will get into it. And I like the bite that the Braves showed in this game. I mean, obviously it didn't mean much of anything, but come back a couple of times in here. But just what a historic season it was. And, again, every game in this series, it felt like they were breaking just another record and really felt like that for the last couple of weeks. But particularly in this series, finishing off some great seasons for some of these guys.
1: Yeah, it's been incredible. I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of people ask me, am I going to make a list of all the records (sighs) that the Braves broke or the, you know, Last time this happened was such and such, because even if they didn't break a record, I mean, we've talked about this time and again, especially with Ronald Acuna and Matt Olson. Like if you're on a list with Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews and, you know, pick a hall of famer, basically slugger wise, and really starting your own clubs in the case of Acuna, you've done some pretty special things. So I don't know how we're going to tabulate all of this or how we're going to add it all up and put it all in one place, but I'm kind of up to the challenge, but I will say this, if you've been following along with the show, we've tried to keep you up to date, blow for blow every stop along the way.
0: Yeah, again, I kind of tweeted this out as well on Sunday because I I can't keep up anymore with all the records that are coming off. And, I mean, you can go as deep as you want to and just look at particularly the offensive side of things where the Braves have really just put up one of the better offenses we've ever seen, Grant. I I mean, just not even the season, but I think the history of baseball, I think this is one of the best offenses, definitely best one of the slugging offenses, which there's one of the records right there they said on Sunday as well that I think we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, there's an awful lot of slugging. Let's talk about this. A 10-9 loss to the Washington Nationals. So the Braves finished their regular season 104-58, and best record in Major League Baseball. Nine runs, 11 hits, no errors. Eight men left on base for Atlanta. Nationals 71-91, and not a bad season for them. They faded a bit in the second half. They showed some fight at times, I thought, and maybe they've got some of the pieces in place to continue to add to that. But most certainly there was a large discrepancy between these two clubs and, of course, the expectations coming into the season. But 10 runs, 15 hits, no errors, 10 men left to board for the Nationals who pick up the win in their regular season finale. Uh, Hunter Harvey picked up the victories, 4-4 four and four in relief. Michael Tonkin took the loss. Unfortunately, a rough ninth inning for him. He's 7-3. and three. We'll get into more of that later. Kyle Finnegan came on and closed things out. He did allow that history-making homer, though, to Marcel Ozuna. Uh, let's talk about Marcel, and then we'll get into maybe the pitching side a little bit more later, but I think offensively, that was the show that you showed up at Truist Park to watch. I mean, that was what you were expecting was to see these guys make that run at that single-season home run record for a team in Major League Baseball. They tied it up as Marcel went deep not once but twice in this game. That gives him 40 on the year. He had a game-tying home run in the third, another one, a solo shot. that got the Braves within a run in the ninth. They came up short, though. But one swing of the bat. I posted this on social media. Pretty incredible. 40th homer, 100th RBI, 307th home run the Braves as far as the team is concerned that tied the major league record of the 2019 twins and for Marcel a new career high in home runs he'd already set that because he was very busy in this series against the Washington Nationals with three home runs but to get back to 100 RBI for just the second time in his career I caught up with him after the game and I'm going to tell you I mean if we all know the story of Marcelo Ozuna, what he's been through on the field production wise off the field there were a lot of things that he had to navigate the last couple of years there's a decent chance that with the way April April's playing out, if that had continued on into May, Marcelo Zuna's spot on this roster was not a guarantee. And there were a lot of folks that were wondering if the countdown was on when he finally was able to flip that switch and get red hot in the month of May. But an incredible turnaround. And if you're looking for comeback player of the year in the National League and most certainly for the Atlanta Braves, I think Marcelo Zuna is going to win that one running away. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We've talked about it, you know, for a while, because he's been really hot here lately, and he hit a big home run against the Cubs on the 27th, and I remember in the interview after that game, he's talking about, you know, could he get to 40, and at that point, I thought, you know, that's that would take a pretty good bit for him to get there in the last couple of games of the season. Well, three home runs in the last two games certainly will help you get there, and what a cool way to do it, you know, getting 40 and 100 all-in-one swing to kind of end the season. And, you know, little assist to Tonkin who blew the lead there in that game to give him that opportunity in the bottom of the ninth to to, to 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 get that, you know, his career high or just continue his career high. Mm-hmm. But you talk about it, just the season he's had and, and what it's been. We said this yesterday, not just beginning of this year, the last two years, and then coming into this season and not just the on-field stuff but the off-field stuff as well. And I think what speaks volumes to Ozuna, and I don't know the guy personally, but you saw when he hit that home run coming into the clubhouse and every guy, you know, standing there in a line, shaking his hand. Again, I'm not in that clubhouse. I can't speak to it, but what I do see from the outside is those guys, you know, they 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 love Marcel Ozuna, you know, whatever the case may be in his past, they certainly seem to rally around him. And I think that speaks volumes for him. And not just the change he's made on the field, but in the clubhouse as well. He has just become one of those leaders for this Braves team. And what, I mean, just, again, an incredible turnaround that he's had this year, putting up the numbers that he's had and getting over a 900 OPS on the season. Again, from where he started, it's just remarkable.
1: The guy knocked in two runs in April. They came on solo home runs. He was batting under 100. It's unbelievable to be sitting here telling you he finished the year batting 274 with 40 homers, 100 runs batted in. And a 900 OPS, I just would not have been able to foresee that coming because I was looking at the last couple of years and wondering, I mean, how much longer can this go on? But catching up with Ozuna after the game, I mean, you could tell that emotionally, you know, he had been through a lot trying to get his career back on track, turn things around. I think for the most part, as you look around and you touched on this as well, I mean, there were a lot of teammates that were pulling for him. And as the season went on, I think that there was really just kind of a, a kinship and a bond, and there is for a baseball team or really any sports team, I think, as you get on that role and you have those guys that support and give you that just exactly what you need in the moment that you need it. We talked about the Michael Harris story. He was batting, what, 163 in the first week of June, and Marcel comes up and tells him after a hard-hit ball for an out one night, he's like, your season starts tomorrow. You're about to go on a tear. That's one of the little things that Marcel was doing. But not only were teammates congratulating him for what he was able to accomplish here on the final weekend of the season, but if you looked time after time after time for every single thing that another Braves hitter was doing, a celebration for this club for any reason whatsoever, Marcel was right in the middle of all that. And I feel like yep, he's just been a part of this club that it's a story that I don't think a lot of people expected, but you know, he's been able to make himself really an indispensable part of this 2023 Braves club and most certainly when you look at the on-field production of the 40 home runs and 100 runs batted in and his ability to really I think win people over as a good teammate and you know, keep himself on straight and narrow, whatever you want to call it, however you want to look at it. Those are things for everybody to kind of decide. But from a baseball standpoint, this is most definitely a guy who's been a big part of the Braves' success here in 2023. Uh, other guys in this uh, particular day that had a little bit of success, how about Matt Olson, He had a, a two-run single that gave him 139 runs batted in. That just adds on to the modern franchise record. And it's, if you look at this, and I went back to try to find you know, the most runs batted in in a season, he matched Miguel Cabrera as the last player to have 139 runs batted in. That happened in the Triple Crown season of 2012. And interesting, something that Matt Olson said after this game regarding Marcelo Zuna. He said, hey, you know, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about Marcel that weren't so nice in the first month or two of the season. And now I hope those people are able to take a moment and reflect. So if you want to see teammate to teammate, the bond that these guys have, I think that's another example of that. But for Matt Olson, just continuing what has been a career year for him as he leads Major League Baseball in home runs and in runs batted in.
0: We've talked about it. I mean, any other year, even go back last year, he's probably the NL MVP, maybe even the runaway favorite with the season that he's had. 283 average, 993 OPS, leading league in home runs, RBIs. I mean, it's just been an insane season for Matt Olson. And I think a lot of people expected, you know, first year replacing Freddie Freeman, It was a good year for Matt Olsen. I think a lot of people expect him in his second year for him to, you know, really kind of break out and become that star player. I don't think anybody really expected this and what he did this year. I mean, it's just – it's amazing, again, we're using all those adjectives because it's just – it is truly incredible what he has done, and especially you know since he got moved down in the order, he was hitting second most of the year, you move him down to that four spot, and he just really kind of took off, not that he was necessarily terrible for that, but you just put him down there behind Austin Riley. You know, behind Ron Acuna and Ozzy getting on base ahead of him, and you really saw those RBI numbers take off. So it's just been an an incredible season for him. Like I said, could have won the MVP in many other years, but got a lot of competition for that award in the National League this year, but it should not take away from just the incredible, amazing season that he has had with the Braves.
1: Absolutely. I mean, a top five finish in the MVP. I mean, if you tell me that that's what you're going to get out of Matt Olsen any year, I'm going to be pretty sure that he is going to have earned it. In a year in which he does what he did this year, he's more than earned it. In a lot of years, he might be the guy we're talking about for MVP, but uh, just one of the many great stories and successes of the Braves of 2023. And Ron Lacuna Jr. was another one of those. He only played in the first inning. If you were wondering, Brian Snitker wanted to do something, I think, kind of nice for some of these guys. Have them start, be out in the game, but then take them out for a defensive replacement and allow the home crowd. Another sellout at Truist Park of over 40,000 was on hand on Sunday to cheer this team on in the regular season finale, let those guys get a little bit of recognition. And I, I want to find another stat for Ron Lacuna Jr. because we definitely need another stat that just identifies him as one of the great players that we've ever seen, having perhaps the greatest season that we've ever seen at this point. But I went to look back in franchise history, over 40 home runs, fewer than 85 strikeouts. It has happened before. Hank Aaron had done it six times. Eddie Matthews did it three times. And that's the end of the list. So Ron Lacuna Jr., On a list with Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews. Jake, I would say that's just uh, one more accolade to throw on the pile for Ronald in 2023.
0: Yeah, I saw you post that one. Love that stat there. It's just been, you know, that historic season for him. You can go down, you look at all the the hard hit balls he's had. I think it's 77 balls at 110 miles per hour or harder this year, which is more than a lot of teams out there. So uh, it just, again, what he did this year coming off the of 2022 is just incredible. And I love what Snit did, you know, he and Olsen giving them that that curtain call kind of, Bringing them off the field like that, letting them get that standing ovation. Same thing he did with Strider last night. I don't remember if we yeah. mentioned it, but you know when he broke the record in the first inning, wasn't really a great time for it. He's a little upset with what had happened on the field, but giving him that moment, sending him back out there for the sixth, and calling him off. You know, giving those three guys. You know, those are really the three guys for the Braves this year who just set a lot of individual records and help carry this team so uh you know when you look at the guys in in this season who really stood out the most you know it's strider olsen acuna among a list of many Braves players who had outstanding seasons
1: yeah here's a list of a couple other guys that had a pretty good day and that were obviously big parts of the braves here in 2023 michael harris the second couple of hits a two-run double finishes the year batting 293 as i mentioned a little while ago there was a while where it looked like uh, that not only was he not going to be chasing 300 on the year, he was having trouble getting to 200. But Michael Harris has had a great second half and been one of the great success stories. We expected that, I think, once he finally got his feet under him again. Ozzy Albies, two for three, on base four times in the series finale. Uh, also, three runs scored. Finishes his year batting 280 with over 30 homers and 100 runs batted in. I mentioned this a couple nights ago, but it bears repeating, Jake. I mean, we wanted to see healthy Ron Lacuna Jr., but not far behind that. For the importance for the Braves this year, was a healthy Anzi Albies, and goodness knows he certainly posted some numbers. One of the best seasons, if not the best seasons of his career
0: yeah truly remarkable at the the plate obviously one of the best if not the best uh second baseman hitting second baseman uh in the game right now what he's able to do i mean 280 average 849 ops it's just been remarkable and talk about another guy you know moves around the lineup somebody who was batting down in the order which i think he's fine there but you move him up to the two hole and he does great there as well obviously when you're sandwiched in between acuna riley and olsen you're probably going to get some good pitches to hit and a lot of opportunities to, to drive in runs but i mean to do so and to be able to have a switch hitter like that at the top of your lineup and getting it done against right-handers this season as well we all know how great he is against lefties but really doing it from both sides so been a tremendous season for him and now you you talk about Michael Harris you look at this lineup and you look at these top six guys it's a 10 12 OPS 849 861 993 904 and 808 is your top six hitters uh, I mean again we talk about just how special this offense is you know any opponent looking at that starting lineup it shows those OPS numbers got to be shaking a little bit going out on that
1: mound. Yeah, video game numbers. I think it would probably be the easiest way to describe the 2023 Braves. Again, Marcelo Zuna helping the Braves tie the record set by the 2019 Twins for most home runs in a, in a regular season by any club in baseball history. 307 of those. Eddie Rosario just missed one uh, just before that, but it's kind of funny the way baseball works. It gave him an opportunity ultimately to Marcelo Zuna to be the man who steps up and at least matches that record for the Braves. But Either way, those guys have been big parts in the middle of the order, carrying the Braves at times, coming up with big hits at times, and they'll be counted on to do that again as we head toward the National League Division Series. A couple of pitching notes. Dylan Dodd got the start in this one. I really was able to cover six innings, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that five runs on any night is anything that somebody's going to say it's a great start, but if you look at this overall, you know, six innings, nine hits, and five earned runs, not so much. But the fact that four runs had scored, and I'm not even sure if there had been an out recorded in the first inning, Jake, to get Dylan Dodd through that amount of innings really helped out the Braves to not have to empty out the bullpen right before everybody's gonna kind of get a breather and head into this practice games uh, sessions that they're gonna be having throughout the course of the week leading up to the NLDS. And hopefully it was
0: a it was a good way for Dylan Dodd to end the season you know, after that first inning. Obviously it didn't go the way that he wanted to, but to be able to get you, you, know, the next five innings and really pitch well and throw the ball well. It's been a it's been a tough season for Dylan Dodd. There's no doubt about it. Came into spring training, get a lot of hype, getting a lot of noise and then starts the season, and it just really went downhill from there. You know, rough starts at the MLB level, but at AAA as well, kind of took a break in the middle of the season to restart things. And, you know, to get another start here to end the season, get six innings in, hopefully it gives them a little bit of confidence, some things to work on going into the season, come back next year, providing some depth in that rotation.
1: Yeah, we'll see what he is in the future for him. I believe the Fall League is the next stop for Dylan Dodd. But for the Braves, their next stop is going to be the National League Division Series, and we'll talk about that after I tell you about our good friends over at Game Time, as there the sponsor of this edition of the Braves Postcast, Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. I guess you get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you can arrive, and you can do it quickly. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds with just two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig around in an email to find them so you can snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Braves are heading towards the postseason. That means a National League Division Series, but before that, they have to figure out who's going to win a wildcard matchup of two National League East foes. Braves are very familiar with the Phillies, they're very familiar with the Marlins, those are the teams that are going to have to tangle in the best of three wildcard series. Jake, I don't know if we want to get into predictions on this particular show, but Either way, the Braves won the season series against both of these teams. Both of them are qualified, I think, a little bit differently to line up against Atlanta. But it should be very interesting to see what the Marlins and the Phillies, or the Phillies and the Marlins, are able to do to one another to try to advance to the NLDS and ultimately meet the Braves yet again. One thing to, to note as well
0: is you got three teams coming out of the NL East. The Braves are the best record in baseball, and then the top two wild card finishers, kind of telling you how good this division was. And the Braves really kind of dominated it all year long. And that's not to say they face one of these two teams, and it could be a dog bite. We saw it happen last year with the Phillies eliminating the Braves. So certainly two really good challenges, like you said two very different teams one in the phillies they are really going to get you offensively have a great lineup the marlins it's all about their pitching playing close low scoring games and winning in that regard but uh should be you know interesting matchup either way obviously the last time the the Braves saw the Marlins did not go particularly well for the Braves very different circumstances but uh should be an entertaining series whoever is going to come out of that looking forward to watching these wild card series and the Braves not having to be a part of it
1: yeah i believe 8 and 5 against the phillies 9 and 4 against the marlins they were 9 and 1 prior to losing that weekend series down in Miami after clinching the East. I don't know if we want to call it a hangover series, but either way, the Braves had had the Marlins number, but you don't want to overlook anybody in October because it can be over that quick. And I don't think the Braves are going to be guilty of doing that. They're going to run some practice games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Some news from Brian Snitker is Max Fried is going to start that Tuesday game. So we'll get a chance to see. I'll be down there at the ballpark to get eyes on Max and see what he's able to do as he gets ready for one of those NLDS starts. Will he start game one or game two? Uh, The Braves haven't really decided on that. I believe Spencer Strider would be lined up for either of those, so that's going to be the choice uh, if all goes according to plan for Atlanta. I don't know if that would be a long outing for Freed that would keep him from starting game one or not, but we'll all find out together, and we'll be talking about it a lot throughout the week on Locked on Braves. I am quite certain of that. That'll wrap things up for this edition of the Braves postcast here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. We appreciate you all season long riding with us, and we ain't done yet. We got playoff coverage coming for you. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Hit the bell. You get notified every time we drop a new episode. And Subscribe to Locked Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all of the support all season long. We look forward to a deep playoff run. Braves wrap up the regular season 104 and 58. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you soon. And until then, so long, ago.